Welcome to another episode of Making Sense of Money. My name is Andrea Pellegrini, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Jake Hamilton, another one of your co-hosts. Nikki G and Cole Shanks is our third co-host for this podcast. She's on maternity leave, but she'll actually be back on our next episode. But we wanted to give a shout out to our colleague who has worked so hard on the podcast with us. We've been producing this podcast for almost a year now. And even though Nikki and I did introductions on who we are and kind of what our backgrounds is in the, that first episode of the podcast, we never really went into the history of where the idea for this podcast grew from. And Jake ended up joining us later. So our longtime listeners never got the full scoop on your background, Jake. So Jake, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how it has prepared you for life as a podcaster? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I'll start. I, uh, I, so I work at the Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulation, uh, or as we like to call it in the biz, IDFPR. Uh, I work for the Division of Banking within that agency, and uh, my official title is assistant to the director. We've had uh, Chase Raywinkle, the director of banking, on a few times. I'm his assistant, but I do a little bit of everything for the division. Uh, they kind of have me work on research projects and kind of whatever is needed, but mostly I've focused a lot on um, blockchain and financial technology and, and lately um, Community Reinvestment Act research, uh, which is like an exciting avenue that the department uh, is starting due to some legislation that passed earlier this year. Uh, but before IDFPR, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm originally from Champaign, Illinois. I grew up in central Illinois. Uh, I went to U of I for undergrad and got my degree in history. And then I went to Eastern Illinois uh, for grad school and got my master's in political science. Uh, so I've been all over central Illinois. So Champaign, Charleston, now Springfield. Uh, I've lived in Chicago at one point in my life too. So I've kind of been all over the state, but I love being here in Illinois. And before I worked at IDFPR, I actually, I used to sell insurance. For a little while so i know a little bit about financial services i don't want to say that i was an expert on banking or personal finance or anything like that since like when i started here but um so i knew a little bit about financial services and i and i really think i think i got put in the podcast group because before the podcast started i learned how to use adobe premiere pro on the fly uh, i kind of had to teach myself for another video we were doing and so I was one of like two people in the office who knew how to use that to edit things. And I think I got roped in as an editor for the podcast and then later as a host. So that's kind of how I got here and a little bit about me. I think something we have in common is we both were um, licensed to sell life insurance mm -hmm. in our, in our pre-podcast lives. Um, oh yeah, we, we sold it all. Um, <laughs> I was, yeah. Home, auto, you know. The whole gambit. Life. Yep, all of it. So with your, your undergrad degree in history, I think that's giving me more information about like why you've been able to pull in history on some things that we've talked about already and what your, does, do you think mm -hmm. that your history background or, or love of history, if you want to call it that, um, gives you a different perspective when approaching some of our podcast topics? Yeah, I think so. Um, that's like one of the things that I enjoyed so much about 
being a history major um, was the research aspect of that. You know, you kind of dive into a topic and then, you know, you pull a bunch of sources in and then you learn as much as you can and then do, well, when you're an undergrad, you write a paper about it or, or something or whatever it is, do a presentation. So yeah, I, I really enjoy like doing the background and the deep dives on these topics and doing the research aspect of it. Um, and, you know, it was the same thing. Political science is similar to history, uh, similar discipline, just a little bit different subject matter, but uh, it entails a lot of a lot of research, a lot of reading, too. Uh, I remember, I remember my first week at grad school, professor, one professor in one of my classes, you know, assigned like three, four hundred pages of reading for just that class for the first week. So, um, lots of reading, lots of research. That's, you know, something I enjoy to do. Maybe, maybe a little too much. I don't know. I think because the podcast listeners benefit from all of your passions about research and your ability to make it succinct, I think it's it's valuable, not too much. It's just the right amount of passion for research. Um, I also think that you probably weren't pulled in just because you knew how to use Adobe Premiere. Well, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I... You and Aunt, you and Nikki, Andrea are, you know, educators, you, you know, you guys are the educators. So, and I don't want, like, I am not an educator. Um, you know, that's <laughs> part of the reason I went to grad school after, after U of I was because I didn't want to be a teacher. Mm. Uh, and there's not a whole lot else out there with a history degree. Uh, if you don't want to be a teacher or a librarian or work in something else, but, but yeah, there, um, so, I mean, I went back to grad school for that um, to kind of pursue public administration, you know, public work. I'm a bit of a political junkie as well. So uh, I kind of segued into that after after undergrad. I'm going to think that makes sense with um, your supportive role within IDFPR. You need to understand kind of the political landscape as well as legislative writing in mm -hmm. order to help with like writing your research papers on enforcement or perspectives on different financial technologies as they develop. So I think you're in the right place to share your knowledge, even if it's not as a formal educator. Thanks. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I got included on this project. It's definitely been a fun one to work on. So Andrea, since I came in to help the podcast a little later in the planning process, why don't you tell me uh, and our listeners, what were some of your early conversations with Nikki like? Well, I can only speak from my own perspective since Nikki's still not here, but I'm excited that she's coming back on the next episode. Um, so I'll do my best to kind of summarize what our process was a little bit. And I think it's probably best to go back to even before I met Nikki um, and, and kind of talk about how I started partnering with uh, IDFPR on financial education back in like 2017. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. So uh, actually Carrie Sellinger, I think that's how you pronounce it. Sellinger. Yeah. Sellinger. Carrie Sellinger from IDFPR reached out to me about opportunities to partner on more physical in-person events back in 2017 which we did a little bit of primarily at uh, University of Illinois at Springfield campus between 2017, 2019. It was kind of like one-off things. I planned a physical events there and I would invite 
um, someone from IDFPR to help with facilitating those events beyond like setting savings goals or, um, you know, making spending plans or budgeting, like basic, very basic stuff. Uh, we actually threw a paint the pig party that IDFPR came and helped facilitate one time. I've seen right. those paint the pigs around the <laughs> office. A lot of people had them on their desk when I got there. So um, we actually invited people to set savings goals at those events and paint a piggy bank. They got a bank if they set a savings goal and it gave us an opportunity to talk about the value of goals in kind of directing your, your spending monies and your budgets. Um, but I kind of felt like we had access to this really great wealth of expertise within IDFBR, and we were using it in very small venues. Like um, of all the universities that I have to provide financial education at, Springfield is the smallest one, but it's convenient for physical um, events for IDFBR uh, representatives to come and kind of help us out. Uh, but I'm one person and I have to be at, you know, three different physical events and we were already doing like a lot of digital stuff. So, um, I floated this idea to Carrie that we might think more strategically about leveraging IDFPR's expertise across the state, since I had three pretty big geographic locations across the state of Illinois that I needed to try to reach. Um, we had a meeting in Springfield back in the before pandemic times, um, and she happened to invite Nikki to it. So I, that's where I met Nikki. And at the time, Nikki was working at the treasurer's office for the state of Illinois. And we kind of brainstormed all kinds of ways to partner more broadly, leveraging different types of digital media, um, like the webinars that we often talk about. I had been doing those for a really long time with other partners, financial educators across the state. So it made sense to like invite IDFBR mm -hmm. who does a lot of financial education across the state to be a partner on that. So that was, that was obviously one of the big things, but then um, we also talked about doing podcasts, right? Um, and I can't, I can't do podcasts on my own, right? It, it's a lot of work to schedule and plan and produce mm -hmm. and edit. Jake, thankfully you do a, <laughs> a lot of the editing for these and then figure out how to post. But it was something that if we worked together and IDFPR kind of drove the boat, I could easily help with co-hosting, right? So that was the big impetus for us getting together and kind of deciding on how to do a podcast. Um, originally we were planning to do just like 15 to 20 minute podcasts, which clearly we have, I don't think we've ever done a 15 minute podcast, but originally we were, we were gonna work on very specific topics that kind of complemented the webinars that we had planned for the 2019, 20, or 2020, 2021 academic year, right? Um, but then our listeners probably noticed it morphed into an interview model, which I think has kind of turned out better. 
like we've had a lot more voices on, we've had different perspectives, we have more expertise on resources that are specific to um, Illinois residents, right? And I, I don't think that we would have done that if we'd have just focused on like, let's explain what this term means for taxes in 15 minutes, right? I know, I definitely agree with you that I think the guest in interview model that we've kind of adopted, uh, I think has worked well. I don't know, I think we've had some really good guests on, so maybe I'm, I'm biased in that, but I think, I think we've had great guests and they've brought a ton of knowledge um, that our listeners hopefully have been able to soak up. I completely agree. So Jake, what were some of your ideas when Nikki approached you about coming on board as a co-host? Yeah, I uh, I was pretty excited when Nikki, you know, reached out to me about this. This was, you know, something that definitely is is maybe more like more fun, more like interesting to work on than the day-to-day, you know, stuff that, you know, we do every day um, at a government agency. Um, not that government work isn't fun and delightful. I would encourage anybody who's interested in working uh for any public institution to do so, they're they're great jobs, uh, and public service is a great thing that you can do. But no, a podcast just sounded like a ton of fun to work on. And you know, I mentioned before that you two are, uh, you know, both educators, and I think I just kind of wanted to bring the perspective of someone uh, who's a little new to a lot of these financial topics that we've covered, uh, and might be able to give, you know, a different angle or a different way to look at things from maybe the kind of lay person's perspective. Um, I'll be honest, I did not know it's on myself about like even personal financing or budgeting or uh, many of the various topics we covered when I started IDFPR. So, you know, I kind of wanted to bring that perspective, somebody who is learning as he's listening. And, you know, you and Nikki both have so much knowledge on financial literacy and you guys are both educators. Um, so it's, it's really fun for me to take the role of someone who's listening and learning. Uh, and I, I, I like to think that I may be kind of the voice of the audience on some of the podcasts, um, uh, or at least that's what I hope to bring. And another reason I was excited to work on, on this project, uh, was also, I just wanted to make financial education and these topics accessible to people. I just mentioned it, but you know, I've talked to, I've told a lot of people, you know, before I started working at IDFPR, like I said, I was not an expert in banking or, or personal finance. Um, so I've learned a lot since I started. And I was able to kind of look at like all of these things about personal finances that are super important to know um, for your own, you know, personal well-being and financial health that I didn't know before I started. And, and I, I don't think you, you should like people shouldn't be blamed for not knowing these things. I, I think, you know, financial education is something that maybe is not widespread enough. So it's, it's something that, you know, I want to work on a project to make it more accessible to people. And if, you know, we can help somebody learn how to budget or how to save for a vacation or how to, you know, put a little away for college or retirement or however we can do to help, you know, I think that's really important work. So I was really excited about that aspect of it. I think you also, with your kind of voice of the audience, Um, I've been doing informal financial education for a very long time. Um, So, but it's, you always like start to take for granted things that people don't know and making sure that someone 
mm-hmm. has a fresh perspective when we're approaching some of these topics, especially with newer financial technology. There's a lot of assumptions yeah. that educators can make when they're like, okay, this is new. Let's teach you about this. And they use terms or information that may historically have been around a long time. And they take for granted that like, like I know certain terms that a lot of people are not going to know necessarily. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you reminding us of that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a, there's a lot of acronyms, especially that go into this kind of like these kind of topics, especially in the banking world, there's hundreds of acronyms that could be used to reference all these different things. And if you don't know what they are and somebody gets talking quickly about something, you know, I've mentioned community reinvestment act earlier, but nobody like nobody in the banking industry calls it. They don't, they don't say community reinvestment act. They say CRA is the, you know, the shorthand for it. So, you know, if people are just talking off the top of their head, you know, maybe they just might be, you know, talking because they have an in-depth knowledge about something, but they might not, they might, might, might not be, quote unquote, dumbing it down enough for, you know, for, for the person who doesn't know, not that our listeners are dumb, um, but, you know, that's so to speak, you know, you want to make sure that things are clear and, and, and understandable for everyone. Defining terminology and acronyms is such an important part of learning anything, let alone personal finance. I mean, we have IDFBR and SMMC and CFPB and IRS and FTC, SEC, the OCC. Oh, yeah. All kinds of organization acronyms that Mm -hmm. are related to personal finance. Speaking of like having the audience kind of background, are there any topics that you feel like you've learned more about since co-hosting the podcast or like ones you've, you've learned significantly more about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, literally almost like every topic that we've covered so far, I feel like I've learned something new. Um, and I'm always learning from, you know, you and Nikki and uh, the guests that we have on, but there, there's really just a ton of stuff that I've learned um, since we've started this project. But some of the ones that I think I've enjoyed the most um, were on the retirement savings episode we did with Courtney Eccles from the treasurer's office. Uh, Courtney was just a wealth of knowledge on the subject and, I don't think I realized how severe the retirement crisis in America was. You know, I, something I heard about it, but I didn't think I had the full context behind it. Um, and that was, you know, that was an episode that made me look at, you know, I have a retirement program through my job at the state, but I, I think that made me look at my own retirement and think, where can I maybe put a little bit more away right now? You know, how can I move some things around and figure some things out to be able to save a little bit more for retirement once, you know, once I realized how important it is. And, um, and then the other one that I've, you know, really enjoyed was, uh, the investing one, um, the basics of investing, and then also the short selling and the whole situation that happened with, uh, GameStop a few months ago, you know, the investing one, I, I, you know, I got to, I took it upon myself to download an investment app and start doing that. That was something I hadn't done before. Uh, and do a little own personal research on that. I, I think I put like $20 on an investment app. Uh, I, w- I won't say which one, but, uh, you know, just $20 to mess around with and see how it worked. And, you know, that was something fun um, to do. I actually grew a little bit of money out of it. Not a whole lot before I, before I cashed out of there. I don't use it anymore, but, um, you know, that was fun to do. And 
Um, the short selling one was just, you know, there's so much to learn, you know, about institutional investors and, you know, kind of how Wall Street works and kind of the in-depth side of, of that whole situation uh, was, was really fun to learn about. Um, so I think those are, those are some ones that I would highlight, but literally every single episode, I think I've learned something new uh, between our guests or, you know, what you and Nikki bring to the table and stuff you guys know. So I'm learning lots as we go here. Feel like I also learned something new or even just a different way to approach teaching about a concept every time we do an episode so I'm right there with you learning along the way it's probably a good thing since this is an educational podcast that we're learning <laughs> yeah and I know that I probably preach this all the time but since financial technology changes finance like just the industry changes continuously mm -hmm we're always going to need to learn about it. Yeah. Just through, it's a, a lifelong learning requirement if we wanna make any kinds of financial decisions <laughs> within the systems that we yeah, live it's, within. It's important to stay up to date, you know? Uh, you know, 15 years people weren't banking on their cell phones. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. it'd be weird if you didn't, you know, have, yeah. you know, have access to your bank account on your cell phone. So, you know, things change fast. Very Especially fast. in the age of technology. Absolutely. So, Jake, are there any topics that you're excited to learn more about through producing future episodes of this podcast? Yeah, of course. Uh, I know we've got a lot of exciting topics planned out for the rest of this year, um, but I'm really excited to look more closely. Uh, I guess we'll give the listeners a sneak peek, but we, we want to do episodes on home buying. I know we had a real estate episode, but we want to do an episode on the actual process of what the consumer goes through when they're buying a home and also the same type of episode for buying a car. Uh, coincidentally, these are two things that I might be doing in the near future. So uh, I am very interested in those episodes and I, I think uh, the research will be good for me to do there for you know myself and for the listeners. You know, I mentioned it at the top of this podcast too, but um, the Illinois Community Re Reinvestment Act is something that we plan to talk about. Uh, it's a new law in Illinois um, that requires financial institutions to be examined based on the investments that they make into the, in the communities that they operate in. Um, there's a federal Community Reinvestment Act that has existed since the 70s, uh, but Illinois is becoming the uh, second state in the nation to expand the Community Reinvestment Act outside of just banks. They're expanding it to credit unions and uh, non-bank mortgage lenders. Um, Massachusetts was the first state to do that, but now Illinois is doing that as well. So I think we're going to talk about that on an episode, and um, that's something I've been working on a lot lately, and I'm just excited to dive into that more. So I'm excited for you to teach me about the Community Reinvestment Act. So it's a it's a it's a cool subject. So there's a lot to learn. So. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while and you have maybe a question that you think we may be able to address in a future episode, or maybe you have a clarifying question from a previous episode, you can send that those questions or the topic you'd like us to try to cover in a future episode to studentmoney at uillinois.edu. I do want to put a disclaimer out there that we cannot provide financial advice. And there may be some subjects that we don't have the expertise to cover, but with the goal of this podcast being to help some consumers 
make better financial decisions or to support you in your, your financial journey. I hope we can help at least give you some insight into whatever those questions are that you've had on your mind. Please send questions if you have them. I think, I think our whole team, you know, me, Andrea, Nikki, um, and one of our other producers, Chris, um, from IDFPR, would enjoy if any of the listeners could try and stump us. Um, you know, we, we enjoy a challenge. So please ask questions if, if you have them. Uh, and uh, as always, um, thanks for listening and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. And please share with your family and friends. And we'll see you next time. Thanks.